This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. What a filthy job. Could be worse. How? Could be rainy. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and according to this crazy calendar Joe's mom got me, happy tuberculosis day. Are you kidding me? Who made this a holiday? Yeah, we're all gasping with excitement for this special day. Speaking of that, Does your grocery bill make you wheeze? Well, you can breathe easier because today we'll help you drop those food expenses. Had enough of those breathing jokes? Yeah, that's two of us. Joining us for a budget trimming discussion, we welcome the host of the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and founder of the Financial Freedom Summit, Janice Torres. Plus, say hello to our regular lecturer of money matters and a guy who sucks the air out of the room. Okay, that's got to be the last TB joke. Marcus Welby, MD. Nah, he's too busy fixing his iron lungs, so instead we just have his older brother, Len Penzo. And finally, a resident cost-cutting expert who hasn't seen the inside of a grocery store since the dawn of Instacart, OG. But that's not all. Halfway through the show, we'll see which panelist has enough wind left in him. Oh my God, they just keep coming to get my trivia question. And now, a guy who certainly knows how to go cheap, it's Joe Salcihai. Hey there, stackers, and happy Friday to you. I am Joe Salcihai, average show money on Twitter, and tuberculosis jokes. Never get old. Never, no, just horrible. That is just, who made this a holiday, Doug? An angry, angry person. Like when we were, when we were looking up today, like, like we've got a very special guest today. And we're like, okay, we have to have a very special holiday. And then we see that it's, yeah, maybe the worst holiday she, ever. She looks unamused at yeah. the moment over the tuberculosis humor. I'm oh, just like, this is are. so morbid. My God. <laughs> oh, just horrible. oh, there's so much more, Janice. You just settle in. I don't really know what I signed up for here. I'm starting to question. Can, yeah, we could go way lower. We're about to introduce her in a second, but we'll have our special guests go last. First of all, let's say hello to the man across the uh, card table from me. He had two shots of espresso and he's ready to roll. Mr. OG is here. Ready to do it. Yeah. yeah, Just one, just one espresso, but it has sugar in it. So it's like two. (laughs) Doug said you have not been in a grocery store since Instacart came around. Is that true or false? Uh, I went to the grocery store a couple of weeks ago, but that started the Girl Scout thing because I was going on, I think Valentine's Day and I didn't make it in like there's the airlock where you walk in and then there's like a little space for the carts and then you walk in more and it happened that the Girl Scouts were right there. So I didn't have to go all the way in. I was like, oh, cookies. Perfect. Happy Valentine's Day. I got you cookies. That was a close one. Yeah. Who needs groceries? You got breakfast, lunch and dinner covered by the Girl Scouts. I saw there's a Whole Foods by me. I've been meaning to explore. He's like, I wonder what that is. What's in that building? And the guy who uh, cooks a delicious lasagna, I know because I've had it, <laughs> Mr. Len Penzo is here. How are you, man? I'm doing well. You know, I've, I've, I've been going to my uh, grocery store quite regularly. I, I noticed the past few weeks my favorite checker wasn't there and hasn't been there for a while. Oh, no. So no. that got, you know, yeah, it was it was kind of disturbing. And um, I asked what had happened, and, and uh, the manager told me that uh, – she just checked out. Oh, oh, but oh, oh God! Oh man! 
We all saw it coming 30 <laughs> seconds away, but we had to just sit there and take it. <laughs> Even Janice scowled at that one, so that's pretty bad. When the guest when the guest is scowling. Dad jokes 101. <laughs> well, Len, your dad jokes are the second best gift somebody can give. You know what the best joke is? Silence. Uh, no, probably, well, that's that's probably the real answer. But the answer I'm going to give you is a broken drum because you just can't beat it. Okay. <laughs> Come on. And seriously wondering if we can go lower. And yes, we can. It's about time we got her here. We've been threatening to do this for a long time from the Okiero De Niro podcast and a fellow Plutus winner. We were comparing our uh, little trophies earlier. Janice Torres is here. How are you? <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. This energy is just next level. I can't even wrap my head around it right now. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, you have no idea. She's I like, she's calling, she's calling her agent right now going, I have no idea what the hell you got me into. <laughs> well, well, tell everybody first, because you've got a big special event coming on that I want to talk about in a second, but let's talk about your award-winning podcast. Tell everybody about Yo Kiro De Niro. What do you do? I talk about entrepreneurship, investing, building generational wealth, all from the lens of being a first-gen Latina who didn't learn anything about money and kind of had to navigate the world of adulting with money on my own. I found myself having lots of conversations with peers and friends, and we just, nobody knew what was going on. You know, we're told to go to college, get a career, make some money. There's this thing called a 401k. You know, it sounds like it's something we should have. And it sounds really, like a long way to run is what it sounds right? like. <laughs> and uh, after kind of getting into the personal finance space as a consumer, especially with podcasts, you know, podcasts like uh, Journey to Launch and Stacking Benjamins, of course. I found that there was still um, kind of a void when it comes to my experience as a Latina. And so I decided to just insert myself into the conversation and start my podcast from the closet of my home. And here I am four years later doing this full time, just got on the internet, started talking about money. It's so great. And Jenny, seriously, how do we get more voices? Because we seriously need more. I think it's kind of happening because people are seeing folks that they can identify with kind of showing up in a space, right? So if you want to inspire others to join the conversation, you have to be part of it too. That's what I found time and time again. I get messages from so many people that it's like, wow, I, I didn't know I could invest. I, I didn't know what a 401k was. I didn't know I could start a business. But then I started seeing you and all the guests that you bring on the show talking about this stuff. And I started to believe that these are, these are things that I can do too. So it, it's really about showing up for the people that you want to serve. You, by the way, not only have served this this community, the financial community, we're going to talk food today. And I believe you've done a lot with food, right? Yeah, that's how I started my whole content creation journey as a blogger now 10 years ago. I started a food blog called delishdelights.com. It's still in existence today. And in it, I've basically archived my family's culinary history. It was just something that I started as a passion project. I was kind of frustrated with my engineering career and wanted to do something more creative. And so blogging was the thing that I, I found I could, I didn't want people to know who I was. I just wanted to create cool content. And I think that's why people start blogs and also podcasts. But now we've got the whole video and TikTok and I'm like, well, so much for that, you know, kind of got to show up now. I, I hear you on that. I understand that whole theory. I just don't dance well enough for TikTok. I don't know. I did. I don't, but we got one more thing we want to tell people. We're going to talk about this a lot at the end of today, but you've got a summit coming up. Tell everybody about this cool because tickets are going fast. Yeah, absolutely. So after starting and basically growing my platform during the pandemic where virtual was the only option, my audience has started to clamor for in-person events. They want to be in the atmosphere of Yo Quiero Dinero in a more personal way. And so this year, actually June 2023, we're launching our first live conference in Puerto Rico, which is where I'm from. And I wanted to bring a conversation around building wealth to a place that has been historically marginalized and economically depressed for a long time. So I have this vision of bringing a bunch of people together to talk about building wealth in a place that could really use a lot of folks like myself and others who care about not just making money for the sake of making money, but using it to make a difference. Uh, so it's going to be a three-day event, bringing in lots of amazing speakers, talking about everything from investing, entrepreneurship, real estate, generational wealth, and so much more. And I'm really, really excited. It's called Our Money, Our Power, and it's a financial freedom summit to hopefully change the narrative around what wealth can look like. 
And, you know, we'll have a link on our show notes page too at stackingbenjamins.com if people want to either find out more or just sign up. You you had me at Puerto Rico, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a hard bargain. I know. So, you know. I'm thinking coffee. I'm thinking the pork highway. I'm thinking salsa dancing. <laughs> I'm like, let's go right now. I am oh, there. Oh, you know your stuff. I love it. <laughs> oh, my. Just heaven. Just yes. heaven. We have Janice here. We've got Len. We got Doug. We've got OG. We're talking all things food today. But before that, we probably have to probably have to talk a little bit about this. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? You want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words... Your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Now, let's go talk food. Our piece today comes to us from commonsensehub.com. 12 keys to drastically reduce your grocery budget. This is written by the Common Sense Hub team. And th this piece says how to save money on groceries might not be your first thought when you're trying to cut expenses. You might look at your rent or mortgage, your car payment, the actual bills you get in the mail each month, but it's pretty common for food to be up there. But Janice, let's talk about that for a second. This piece has the word drastically in the title, drastically. Can you really make a big dent in that budget by looking squarely at your grocery bill? Well, I hate the word drastically because it just sounds extreme. And I think whenever you're trying to do something extreme, it's not sustainable. So for me, I'm like, let's be strategic. I like the word strategic more than drastically because that makes me feel like we're just going to eat rice and beans every day. Right. It sounds boring. Right. It sounds <laughs> absolutely horrible. Like, like who wants any piece of that? Like, no, thank you. But people look at groceries, Len, and they think, well, I, you know, I got to eat. Why focus on groceries versus another part of your budget? Well, I think everybody can relate to groceries. I mean, that's something everybody does all the time. And it, it it's kind of, you know, maybe it's low hanging, excuse the pun, fruit. So, um, you know, that might be something you're all week. <laughs> so, but seriously, I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy way to start focusing. It's a good place to start. If you don't know where to start at all, go ahead and start on your grocery bill. That, that's, that's a great way to start. Well, they mentioned here, Len, to your point, I mean, they mentioned housing auto is another one. Groceries. Number three, think it's changing your house for a lot of people is very difficult. Like there's sentimental value, there's all these things. Some people are attached to their car. This seems to me, Len, to be of those three biggies, the easiest one. Yeah, that's what I said. It's, it's the low-hanging fruit. It's something you do every week. I think most people feel competent in that topic of food. Everybody feels that you know they're an expert on food and, and they know where they can cut or at least try to start cutting. So yeah, it's a comfort level, I think. I'm an expert at eating food, but I look yeah, at like Janice's too. work and I'm like, I could, if I could cook like that, I remember, <laughs> I remember this client OG where their fish budget was huge back when I was a financial planner, they loved to eat fish, but they paid through the nose for it. And we actually put together a plan only because they couldn't retire the way they wanted to. We put together a plan for them to actually cut back on fish. But how often are you having granular discussions 
about grocery bills with clients. Is that something that happens in financial planning meetings? Not in the least bit, not in the last 20 years that I can remember. <laughs> I don't know who's, I, I thought there was a joke coming when you're like, I, so I had this client one time, had a fish But budget. based on this piece, should we be diving more into the grocery budget? I don't know. I think that there's ways to be smarter about it and have it work for you as opposed to showing up. I mean, some of this stuff is, uh, you, you know, you've heard, don't go grocery shopping when you're hungry. I mean, there's a very real thing. I'm, I, I was thumbing through this and I'm looking at all the pictures and I'm like, oh, blueberries look nice, but I just got done eating lunch. So I'm not super motivated by those things right now. But if I hadn't had lunch, I would be just thinking about blueberries right now. It's the first picture I see. How hungry, so. how hungry were you when you, when you only made it to the airlock and bought all the Girl Scout cookies? Well, I wasn't. I was trying to uh, buy some candies for Valentine's Day for my dear bride and, uh, and I lucked out. I didn't have to actually try to find them in the store. We bought Girl Scout cookies instead. All of them. <laughs> Jenny's back to, back to you. I just still can't <laughs> believe you bought all the Girl Scout cookies. Like, like you just made those girls day. I want them all. Just, I don't think you understand what no, I mean. I made the dad's day. He's like, I'm out of here, man. Sweet. <laughs> Janice, you and I were, when we spoke just a moment ago, you know, people identify paying less and they think eat crappier food. But I would bet that for someone like you, you can get a little creative in the kitchen and less expensive doesn't have to mean crappier. Absolutely. No, I love kind of creating my own chopped competition at home where I just like try to figure out what meals I'm going to make based on the ingredients that I have. And uh, it can be fun, but you have to be able to kind of know what to pair up. And that comes obviously with experience cooking. So I think a lot of folks have issues around like substituting stuff because maybe they just don't necessarily understand what ingredients you can swap out. That takes some practice, right? But it's usually the case for me, and I don't know if anybody else can relate that, grocery shopping in itself is so physically exhausting for me that by the time I've gotten home, I don't even want to cook what I made. And I end up ordering from like Instacart, I mean, uh, from Uber Eats. And I'm just like, well, what the hell was the point of this? So I think, uh, you know, on top of finding ways to reduce the amount of money you're spending on groceries, you should probably find ways to reduce the time because th that adds oh. up too, right? No, that's true. And by the way, once I get into cooking, I don't worry about the time because I got music on. Sometimes I'll pour a glass of wine and it's really fun, but it's the thinking about the time that makes me go, yeah, let's hop in the car and go down to, you know, some restaurant. Exactly. And especially if you're doing like daily cooking. I mean, sometimes I'm not done with work till 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. And the last thing I'm going to do is like get in the kitchen and go and make something. So it requires you to kind of have some forethought and planning. And I think that's one of the things they touch on in the article is just make a plan. Right. Because you're you're more likely to not have to make those spontaneous decisions. Well, and, and there's something else you touched on that really got me excited, which is this idea of it's okay to, I mean, you got to start pairing stuff, you know, yeah. and you talked about being experienced. Everybody starts with zero experience. I feel like people are afraid to, you know, we're afraid to open Roth IRAs. We're afraid to check out the 401k, but we're also afraid to experiment in the kitchen, right? We're afraid we're just going to mess it up. But it seems like, is that how you learned to cook was kind of messing it up? Absolutely. I don't measure anything. The other day, my partner was here and I'm like making rice and he's like, did you just pour rice into the pot without measuring it? Like I've never seen that before. <laughs> and you know, it, that obviously comes with time, but my mom actually taught me how to cook because she started working full time when I was around the age of 11. And so I was responsible for coming home after school and kind of getting the family meal started while she was getting home from work. So I've always been in the kitchen. It's been, it's always a place that I find to be sort of a sanctuary because it forces you to focus, right? You can't be on the screen. You can't be doing a bunch of stuff. So it's a great way to disconnect. And uh, it's definitely therapeutic for me. But I know a lot of people who hate cooking and it's the chore of it and the cleanup and, you know. That's why we have children. <laughs> put them to work in the kitchen. Cinderella. Yeah, put them to work. They got to do the dishes. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, I like them cleaning up. I like making the food because it does, to your point, it just takes me out of my day. It just, you you do. You have to be there or something's going to burn. Len, Janice talked about not measuring stuff. I'm wondering, is the Italian cook here uh, here on the show, are you the same? Do you measure your stuff? Did you learn to be the great cook that you are by by experimenting? Yeah, I don't measure and I experiment a lot, which sometimes irritates the honeybee for She'll say, well, why did you change that? You know, I make the same meal, but I, I'll change things around. It's like, because sometimes it works in your favor and things get better and sometimes it doesn't. But the only way you can improve is if you experiment 
every once in a while and change things around. And no, it, I only measure things exactly if I'm baking. That's why baking isn't quite as fun to me as, as just cooking. I Because cooking, you throw stuff in and it's just a lot more fun. Can I, I don't know if you heard that, I don't know if you heard the little ding in the background there, but my daughter just texted me with our, we do our menu planning and I let each of our kids, they get to pick two meals over a two week period each. And she just emailed me with her two choices for the next two weeks. So I don't know if you can like see her it. draft picks. My, <laughs> yes, her draft picks right there. She just did it. Sorry, spaghetti and meatballs has already been taken. <laughs> well, she wants pulled pork sliders and tuna casserole on the menu for the next, you know, over the next two weeks. So wildly disparate taste buds. Yes, that's what she's got. And so just out of coincidence, that just came in. You should do those dinners at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> tuna casserole with sliders. Yeah, pork, pork and tuna casserole sliders. <laughs> Well, we do have a mashup day where we'll mix things up. So you could have I tuna hope you casserole have an sliders. Urgent care center nearby. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that hasn't made it to any of your videos or anything, Janice. You haven't. No? no, the tuna casserole thing freaks me out. I'm just like, who came up with this? This is this just does not sound appealing any way. A lot you of people in the it. Midwest. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I would say you're not from Michigan, where we live on that yeah. stuff. No, no. Frozen peas and. Y'all are from a different stock of of humans. (laughs) It's a different breed out there. Where I grew up, if it's 100% bland, we're in. That is is it. Oh, you can barely taste it. It's completely not offensive. Pepperoni's a little spicy. Let's make pizza. (laughs) That's right. Let's make more of that. Len, before we go to our halftime break and our big trivia competition, I want to start with uh, some of the highlights of this list. We'll link to it on our show notes so people can dive into all of these 12 ways that this piece talks about, but they begin with meal planning. And it sounds like, Len, meal planning is is a number one to your success with food. True? I think it's a big success. And, and I want to bring something up. I don't know if people think about this. I, I spent last year, I'll just tell you, my grocery bill for my family of four, keeping in mind I do have two adult children still here. Nine dollars. Nine dollars. <laughs> no, it was seventeen thousand one hundred and one dollars. That was all food that was purchased. That that includes everything now. That includes chips and but that was the entire food bill for this household last for year. For a family of four. It is a lot of money and there's a lot of places where you can cut. So that gives you opportunities for cutting. So I just wanted to point that out. But yes, planning is a very big part of it. And and we do we are religiously plan. I mean, we have to. Other things we would get way out of control with our spending. Does that include uh, restaurants? No, that does not include restaurants. That does not include restaurants. Restaurants were another 53,000. <laughs> on, on top of that. Sounds about right. <laughs> I could look it up. I could tell you. I could tell you what the restaurant bill was. I can't. The, I don't the know four meals Len made at home cost $17,000. <laughs> <laughs> off the top of my head, I can tell you we went out to a restaurant 68 times last year. I can tell you that. Off the top of, I don't know, Janice, who's the bigger engineer? Do you keep track like Len does? I absolutely don't. I, I really can't do the spreadsheet thing. That, that <laughs> aggravates my agita. <laughs> can't do we it. Are, I don't want to know. We're not worthy. Uh, uh, Janice, <laughs> what about you meal planning? You do meal planning? You know, I have to because I live alone. And if I don't plan, there's just going to be so many things that go to waste, right? Like everything that's packaged in the store is packaged for families. I will buy a pack of chicken and like that pack of chicken will last me the entire week. So I have to get creative on how I'm going to use it. But I, I do like to plan just because my schedule is so erratic and I'm not the type to want to go and have fast food. You know, my my trainer would definitely kick my ass if I started doing that regularly. So I'm like, I have to plan and I feel better when I eat better, right? So it's also from the, the health perspective too. Frankie Chalenza, a chef that was on our show last year, and Andrea Warwick, who we spoke to just a few weeks ago on Instagram, the consumer finance expert, both of them talked about about a third of the food we buy ends up going in the trash. And so the food waste thing, man, having less food waste is a great meal planning. Just from that perspective makes it better. And I find that if I meal plan Janice with good food, I'm much more likely to eat it if it's allocated for a meal versus just filling it's the true. refrigerator. I've thrown out way too many bagged salads that never got made. I just don't want to be that person anymore. (laughs) Yeah, me too. too. You feel bad, all those salads. I'm sorry, salad. 
I'll try again next we, time. <laughs> Janice, we have that same problem in our house, and they go in the compost, and I think I just paid four ninety nine to put something in my compost pile. <laughs> right, right. Hey, I'm going to put this in my refrigerator for two weeks and throw it away for the five bucks. Yeah. Does anybody eat leftovers? Because I save $2,000 a year eating leftovers. Luckily, my whole family loves leftovers. We actually yeah. have a leftover night once a week from all the other meals. We put them all together. And that, and I figured it out. It saves 2000 bucks. If we threw those leftovers away and didn't eat them, I would, our, our food bill would be $2,000 higher. Yeah. I got that tip from you originally, Len, by the way, one day a week, uh, Cheryl and I have leftover night and it's yeah. planned that this is, this is leftover night. Janice? Yep. Us too. Yeah. I have leftovers for lunch pretty much throughout the week, just because when I do cook, I'll just cook in bulk. But my family hates leftovers. So I'm always yelling at them when I come over. I'm like, why is half of your fridge full of Tupperware that no one's ever going to touch? Like, you guys save it out of habit, but it never gets eaten. It's so frustrating. Well, OG, I was going to ask you about leftovers. Does a family of five have leftovers? Uh, yes. Only because we have increased the, 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 the hamburger packets to a pound and a half instead of a pound, you know, because of the boys. But I, I was looking, uh, to contrast this against Lanham's is maybe this is just a regional differences. Our, 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 uh, grocery budget last year was just over 12,000, but we spent way more money going out to eat. That number is insanely large. Like, what did you say your going out to eat number was? Your 12,000 includes restaurants? No, it does not. No, no it does what he's. That's what he's saying. His, his number's lower, Len, but it's because they went out to restaurants a yeah, lot more. I, okay. Yeah. 12,000 is his monthly restaurant budget. <laughs> yeah. 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 12, we, we did 12 of each. So we had 12 in restaurants and 12 in, in groceries. But um, we do the meal planning thing. My wife is really big on that because she hates to throw food out. Like, she gets really annoyed when you know, the bag salad type deal or, or, you know, you get the pound of turkey. Everybody loves turkey sandwiches for a week and a half. And so you go, oh, I get another pound of turkey. And then like two months later, you're like, what's this? Oh, this is, oh, this is turkey from October. What is that doing in here? Because everybody changed to peanut butter sandwiches, you know? So we definitely do the leftover night as well. I mean, we have that scheduled, you know, on the calendar. Uh, the one thing we don't do is let the kids pick though. I like that idea. Like have them pick two over the next two. That's we're we're going to start putting that one in there. At least you know they're going to eat those two meals if they eat nothing else. You would else. think, but um, <laughs> no, that's still not true. <laughs> yeah, no, gee, we we did that since our kids were like five, six years old. Even when they were very little, we let our kids each pick two of the meals on the menu, which was kind of cool. Actually, the things they Lisa will ask, like, "What do you guys want?" or "What's what are we missing?" You know, because because my kids eat all the time. They're you know high school boys. So they just, they're always eating. When, when my daughter was little, when my daughter was little, she picked and we, we would do it was spaghetti tacos. That would be on the list probably once a month. Spaghetti tacos. I mean, that's what happens when you let a five-year-old another Midwestern pick. thing, huh? I, I don't think so. He's a, he's a West Coast guy. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know on that. that one. It's just like a carne asada burrito, but a little different. <laughs> Coming up in the second half of this discussion, we're going to dive into many of the tips on this list, see if our panel agrees with them and really what they do, like we heard already us just starting to get into. Can't wait for that. But before that, we've got this year-long trivia competition, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, which includes our three frequent contributors, OG, Len, and Paulette Perhatch, uh, the brilliant writer Paulette. Uh, Janice, today you're on Team Paulette, which means good news and bad news. Do you want the good news first or the bad news? Uh, break the bad news to me first. Uh, the bad news is you're in last place. Uh, so the score, OG okay. is leading with four. Len has three and Paulette has two. But Janice, you can make that. You can change all that. You can okay. change the season right here. To find out how, we need a trivia question from Doug. Doug, you got a trivia question for us? Sure do, Joe. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we've already taken your breath away with the fact that it's tuberculosis day. All right, who put that joke in there? Look, <laughs> to be clear, we're making fun of the holiday, not the affliction, the holiday. Tuberculosis is a serious disease, costing people millions of dollars in healthcare costs. So here's today's question. How many new cases were there of tuberculosis in 2021? I'll be back just as soon as I see if this stupid calendar also has a hooray for leprosy day. All right. 
There's our question, and I agree. Very serious, serious disease. Hopefully, not that many cases. We're about to find out, Mr. OG, tuberculosis 2021. What? 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 Tuberculosis? Tuberculosis. I've, Tuber- I gave it my you own. You got to that there tuberculosis, don't you? <laughs> I gave it my own emphasis. Just had to. Tuberculosis. Emphasize that's the part new, that I that's like. That's a whole new thing. <laughs> tuberculosis. Golly. To be, able to, to be able to just pull that right out, that was amazing. Um is this worldwide? I didn't catch that part. Uh, no, United States. Uh, domestic. Okay. So domestic cases of tuberculosis. I know that it's a real popular thing um, to catch <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> remember, the, remember the TikTok craze of 2019? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the tuberculosis challenge? Oh, <laughs> Cough on me here. <laughs> By the way, I am laughing because there's nothing funny about this at all. This is, yeah, we're fresh off a pandemic, y'all. This, this is still a trigger. This is probably <laughs> the worst trivia question we've ever had. I do. Uh, so this is in 2022. Is this uh, as recent as last year? Oh, my year, God. Were you listening at all? 2021. 2021. 2021. Oh, yeah. That was the great tuberculosis outbreak of 21. I got to keep in mind. And... Um, the ratio of people... You didn't read about it because the world was focused on a different thing. Yeah. Um, the answer is unequivocally, in the United States, 897 cases. It was pretty low, but there was 897. still a lot. Mr. Penzo, is he low or is he high? Well, that's not the question. He's just got to guess his own number. Don't give him any hints. Well, well that's a good question. It's no, I think it's a bad question. Well, I think I think OG is in I think OG's in the neighborhood. I, I was hoping OG would would just say, oh, two million or something like that. Because I I think it's a low number. Uh eight hundred. Wow. That's like only what fifty states? What is that? Uh, sixteen a state? Sixteen people per state? Mm, that sounds pretty reasonable, actually. I'm going, do I want to take the low end of that or the high end of that? I'm going to take the low end. I'm going to say 799. 799. So Janice, you got OG at 897, Len at 799. What do you think? You know, one of the things that I thought of immediately when you said tuberculosis, it's like, poo. Um, just the most random term that we could even be talking about right now is my mom and my dad, and basically all of my family members who were not born in the US have this mark on their arm that I believe is an indent that's associated with the shot that you get for TB vaccination. And it's not really common in the US. So it's something that you can almost use as an identifier for somebody who wasn't born in the States. I'm assuming that we don't usually get vaccinated here for TB because it's just not really prevalent. But although I do remember testing positive in school. Would they have the mark, hold on, for TB, uh, Len, or for polio? Is that a polio mark? I think it's a polio mark. Well, smallpox, too. Yeah. That had the smallpox and polio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you're in the neighborhood, other crappy diseases. Yeah, I don't want any of it. So, you know, I don't I don't really want any of it. But I do remember getting the tuberculin test because, I don't know, for some reason they were screening in school. I'm assuming yes. it's like somewhere around a thousand cases because it's not really a common vaccination. So can't she be that goes high. a little higher. Goes to a thousand. All right. We got our answers locked in. Eight ninety seven for OG, seven ninety nine for Len, Janice, and T. Paulette. A uh, thousand. We'll tell you in just a second who's right. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things, so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now... 
Because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, you know, when I think about Navy Federal, I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to uh, my nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal's insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. Oh, gee, you opened this up at 897 and got surrounded by other contestants, but you feeling pretty good there at roughly 900? Definitely a shot in the dark. I remember hearing about it, and I thought it was a three-digit number, but I can't be, can't be sure. Oh, but Len is our local TB expert. I'm sure you feel much more confident at 799. Well, I have a, I definitely have a bigger range than OG, but not as big a range as Janice. So I'm feeling pretty good. As I was thinking, Janice, if it's a million, you win. You're still in, even if it is a I lot. I know. I kind of want to do like the price is right thing and be like, can I just bet a dollar? Can we do that? <laughs> oh, well, well, it is very common. It's very common. Our friend Chelsea Brennan uh, is a verb on this show because Chelsea likes to come on and go $1 higher than whoever the... <laughs> Other guesses. So people get Chelsea Brennan all the time, but you were nice <laughs> enough not to do that. You gave OG about a hundred uh, patients breathing room. Hopefully the number is oh, close to zero, Doug, because like we want that, very Joe. few people to have this. Yeah. You see that? Oh. All right, Doug, who's going to win this thing? Hey there, stackers. I'm Al Buterall, inhaler, sharpshooter, and free mouth to mouth giver, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. I bet you're dying to know the answer to, oh my God. Okay. That, that was it. That was, I swear, that was probably the last one. Today's ridiculous holiday question about tuberculosis. Our question Easy. was, Easy. How, how many new cases of TB were there in the United States in 2021? Well, I can tell you this, that OG was only off by 6,985. Len was off by 7,083. Janice was off by 6,882, which means our answer was that there were 7,882 new cases of TB in the United States in 2021, and Janice slash Paulette slash Paula is our winner. Aha! We have been redeemed. Go Team Paulette. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) What a prize to win. (laughs) That is. You you need to write Paulette a note and say, hey, I took care of business. Yes. (laughs) Fantastic. Congratulations. And uh, uh, just don't ask us, Janice, what the prize is. It's time for us to move on. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to (laughs) know. She's like, and pass. Let's go to the second half of this discussion. Instead, the second half of our topic today brought to you by Magnified Money. Janice, you know what happens when you go to stackybenjamins.com slash magnified money? No, tell me. Oh, it's great. <laughs> you find out that those brick and mortar banking products you use every day, probably not best in class because there's so much in online banking that people don't know about. Over 92% of the online banking products like CDs, high yield savings accounts rated head to head at Magnified Money. Go to stackybenjamins.com slash 
Magnify Money to take a look and maybe change up and get a much better rate. I want to go back to this piece. And now let's dig into this tactically. They talk in this piece, Janice, about having a freezer meal strategy. Do you have a freezer meal strategy? Things get lost in my freezer. So I'm going to say no. I do a lot of kind of quarterly cleanouts. And, you know, half the time, the stuff that I freeze, I just never end up using. It kind of disappears. So unless you have a really good stacking system or some sort of cubicle organization system in your freezer, I, I'm just like, you know, you don't need to freeze everything, especially if you're not going to use it. Yeah. We were talking about this last week. We came up with this hamburger at the bottom and we're like, I have no idea when this is from. And <laughs> right. more, more stuff got thrown away. Oh, gee, do you guys have a freezer strategy with the family? Cause you can, you know, another thing on here later on is going to be buy in bulk. I would think it's much easier for you to buy stuff in bulk with a family of your size. Yeah, we do buy the bulk stuff from Costco. We'll get the slab of meat and cut up our own steaks as opposed to buying the steaks, which I know is another one in terms of like anytime you get a package deal, uh, you're probably paying to have somebody cut it up for you. But we will. If we're making like a big, like a lasagna or something like that, where it's just goes together better if it's a big dish of it, we'll make two separate dishes instead and put one in the freezer you know, so it's just an easy kind of pull out of the freezer type deal. They do caution here. Another one of their points, OG, to your point is they caution against prepackaged items. Len, this has been, LenPenzo.com, you've talked about the horrors of buying prepackaged, like you're paying a multiple immediately when you pay for somebody else to cut it up. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest things on that is, is cheese. So um, if you get like shredded you like cheese, to cut your own cheese, is that, are you saying you like to cut your own cheese? I do like oh, to cut my on. own cheese. Hold on a second. Okay. Now that we've done that. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I think. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. It's Jeff. best to cut your own cheese. It's best to cut, like OG said, even the hams, the meats. You, there's a huge premium that you pay grocery stores to do that kind of stuff. And same with vegetables. You know what I see a lot of people buying is they'll go into the produce sections and you ever see these pre-cut fruit plates or these pre-cut vegetable oh, yeah. plates and you buy them for part. It's like, man, the markup on that for what you get, you could save probably 80% just by buying the vegetables yourself and cutting them up and putting them on a plate. But so many people, I mean, that has got to be a huge profit center for the grocery stores. It's crazy. You know, OG mentioned earlier uh, buying in bulk, Janice, but if you live alone, I don't think, because, you know, there's two in our house, buying in bulk doesn't work for us because that's when I start throwing stuff out. Absolutely. When you go to those big box stores, I mean, the membership is going to cost you at least, you know, a hundred something dollars. So for me, I can't even justify the cost of the membership because I'm never going to need 10 pounds of freaking lobster tails. Like where the hell am I even going to put that? Right. You know? a, pa- a palette of lobster tails. Right? <laughs> like, give yeah. me a break. <laughs> but I don't know about you though. I still love going in. Like I've gone shopping with Doug because Doug has a, Doug has a Costco membership and uh man, just walking through that store. I'm like, this is fantastic. This is, I should get a membership in the My month. parents take me all the time and I'm just like, I feel like this store promotes hoarding. You know, I'm just not, I'm not with it. <laughs> Who needs 17,000 rolls of toilet paper? Like, it's okay. You know, maybe during the (laughs) pandemic it made sense, but not anymore. Have you ever had Lens tuna nuda casserole? (laughs) Oh, God. No. No. I'm going to give Janice a tour of my pantry and my garage. Your bunker? She'll see see what hoarding is really all about. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is a slippery slope. Uh, It's funny because, Doug, you, I think, uh, coined the phrase that I say all the time, which is, there's the dollar store, and then, yeah, I think you call Costco the $100 store. Oh, well, it was the $100 store 20 years ago when I joined. <laughs> it's now the $350 store. Facts. You cannot get out of there for less than $350. That's the fun game to play when you go and you're like, I just need to get a piece of salmon and a bag of potatoes <laughs> or whatever. you know. And then, and then you're like, okay, so now I've got this cart full of stuff. <laughs> How much did this save? You have a big screen TV. Exactly. You got an inflatable jacuzzi. It's like, what just happened? Janice, I was there yesterday. 
And I walked out of there with a 16 foot long tree trimming pole. Cool. Obviously. In, Duh. In, a, in addition to the coffee. Why would you and not? The, you know, chicken breasts and socks yeah. and everything else. And your else. slice of pizza from the little convenience place, like right at the door too. Cause you know, you just bought all this food, but you definitely are not going to make any of it. Right. They mentioned here apps and using some of the grocery money saving apps. Janice, you're nodding your head. I am obsessed with Instacart. I started using it during the pandemic and I just couldn't stop. I, I can't go back now at this point because A, I'm lazy. And like I said, grocery shopping is exhausting, but also it helps you see the price of what you're going to pay. So if I'm like, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars on groceries, I get to take a couple things off of that list. You know, because I feel like a lot of the times grocery shopping is like going to the doctor. You don't really know what the bill's going to be until it's too late, right? And you're just like, oh my God, I didn't really mean to spend all this money. So it definitely helps me cut costs because I can see the total before I check out. You know, some grocery stores have their own apps. So for example, we Ooh. shop at Albertsons. Albertsons yes. has, now they're expensive. If you just go into an Albertsons, I think the prices there are quite expensive. But if you use the Albertsons app, which we do, we get off uh, usually 25% of our entire grocery bill just by using their app. So what you do is you pre-shop kind of, you say you put your list together and you get discounts when you put it into the app that you wouldn't get at the store normally. And so for example, just last week, uh, we spent $400. Our, our bill was $400, but we got $75 off just by using that app. I mean, that's pretty significant savings. This doesn't have to do with food, but it has to do with items you bring home. Target. We were at Target, uh, Cheryl and I, just this last weekend. And the woman at the register said, uh, have you put these through the app? And they get on Cheryl's app together. And I think we saved on a on a $45 bill. I think we saved like seven or eight bucks. Like a huge, a big amount just by putting them on the app. And by the way, these aren't marked anywhere at the store. It's just marked Correct. differently at the store than it is on the app, but they will price compare. If you put it through the app, they will, uh, they'll take yeah, care and of you. You have to use the, you have to use the code, you know, when you go grocery shopping, you have to put in your phone number or whatever. If you don't put in your phone number, you're, you're given easy money away. Just use somebody else's yeah. phone number. Like we did talked about the eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine number. We like somebody did. uses that. We did. We found that out, Janice, from a stacker. <laughs> From a stacker at almost every grocery store. If you don't want to give them your number, give them eight six seven five three zero nine, and it works. Oh my god! <laughs> and it works. That's incredible. <laughs> you know, speaking of the apps too, it's important to see if the store that you want to use on an app like Instacart is actually raising the price if you shop through them, because some of them will oh. have equivalent pricing, and some of them will actually charge you more for ordering through the app. So make sure that you check. It should say it at the top of uh, the menu. I've got uh, two more on here I want to talk about, which is buy meat sparingly because it's so expensive. This is one I've heard about a lot and I have yet to move on. OG rolls his eyes and scoffs at that one. He's like, you're not getting me away from all the meat at the table. But Leonard, Janice, have you guys, have you guys uh, cut back on the meat? I had to cut back on eggs recently because, I mean, really, who is going to pay $7 for a carton of eggs? Eggs used to be the cheap protein, and now it's like a luxury, right? I'm like, I can't afford to have breakfast anymore. Um, so I wanted to cut out meat more from like a health perspective versus just because it's more expensive. I tried the pescatarian thing, but as you know, Joe, fish and seafood is hella expensive. Oh, so I yeah. said, no, I'm I'm way too broke for this. Um, you know, that pescatarian life is next level. But I try to kind of mix things up. I will buy the meat that's on sale. If one cut of beef is cheaper than the other and I can sub those out for recipes, I'm not committed to a specific type of meat. And I think it's just good to have that flexibility. We do that at the fish counter, by the way. We'll find the one that's on sale and we will try it out. We tried turbo fish last week, which was really good. Huh. I think I prepared it incorrectly, <laughs> but I learned it wasn't the fish. It was the stuff I put on it. I just need to, to do it different. Len, you guys cut out the beef at all? No, 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 no. no. That's, like, we, we, we go through a lot of meat in our household. But it is. It's so expensive and it got so much more expensive during the pandemic. The last one on here, plant a garden. It says that this would lower your expenses. And, and Doug is Doug's oh, saying no. Why are you saying no? I strongly disagree. We, we did that a couple of years ago. We've done it on and off. But a couple of years ago, we went all in and built the raised beds, like 20 by 20 garden with deer fencing protection the watering system, the whole thing. 
And I got to have a dinner's worth of green beans that cost me about $650. (laughs) (laughs) And and six months of attention. Yes. Our stacker community said the same thing in our Facebook group. They said, hey, it's better food. It tastes great, but it is not cheaper. Anybody else here try to do a garden? I do the herb garden. I, you know what I do? Tomatoes. I do herb I, tomatoes, garden too. Oh, tomatoes. Tomatoes are worth, they're so expensive and it's not really hard to, difficult to grow them as long as you can keep the squirrels and the rats and the other critters away from them. To me, it's worth just, if you're just going to plant one vegetable uh, and a tomato plant will push out a lot of tomatoes over a well, season. Hold on. So. Are we going to let him just throw rats out there and we're just going to walk away from that like it never <laughs> happened? We need to talk about the rats. <laughs> It's Southern California. <laughs> oh my God. You shouldn't talk about your neighbors that way, Len. It's horrible. <laughs> Man, not good. Uh, yeah, I do the herb garden as well. The herb garden's easy. It is cheap. And um, man, that mint grows like a weed. Basil. Yeah. I'm mint, basil, and rosemary. I mean, I kill everything that's green. So those are the things that have worked for me. <laughs> Well, we're going to leave it right there, everybody. Uh, if you want to read this piece, uh, 12 Ways to Drastically Reduce Your Grocery Budget, we'll link to it on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Let's find out what's going on where our roundtable participants live. OG, big plans this weekend, my friend? Yeah, actually, this is a big weekend. Uh, traveling a little bit out uh, west and uh, and then, of course, watching basketball because it's uh, basketball tournament time. So, yeah. Yes. Big time of year for college basketball fans. We'll have our guest of honor go last. Mr. Penzo, what's going on at lempenzo.com, my friend? Hey, just out of a coincidence, I talk about my grocery bills and the uh, main thing that I do that saves money and can save you up to 80%. Some of you out there up to 80%. So I go through some numbers. Keep the rats out. Yeah. If you Keep have- the rats out. <laughs> or just eat the rats too. Maybe that's... Tastes no. like chicken. <laughs> I know. I'm afraid of the rats around here. So uh, you got to go to lenpenzo.com to find out. <laughs> the rats even even play a role in Len's thinking there. Janice, I'm sorry this uh, this happened this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Forgive me. Thanks you. for joining us. So first of all, let's talk briefly. So what's something secret you can't tell anybody? about that's coming up on the podcast. Ooh, I'm going to have my mom and my sister on the show for oh. the first time. So that's going to be fun because I'm roping them into the nonsense that I'm doing. They they don't like, you know, social media and being in front of people. So I'm going to make them very uncomfortable <laughs> during the whole process. You're going to grill them? <laughs> it's my mission. Just grill them with the microphones yeah, Absolutely, on? yeah. Turn the lights on hot? Yes, absolutely. And then let's talk again about the summit, the dates of the summit when we're all invited to come join you in Puerto Rico. Yes. So this is happening June 8th to the 11th, and it's going to be two and a half days of interesting conversations, networking, definitely going to do some dancing, eating delicious food, exploring the island, and just really enjoying conversations that are both enlightening, but also inspiring. You know, I feel like a lot of what frustrates folks when it comes to conversations around money, it's just It can be a sense of elitism or like, you should know this, you know, you're an adult. And so we really want to create an an atmosphere that invites folks to ask questions. You know, there's no stupid question when it comes to figuring out how to do things with money. And so I'm I'm really excited. I'm the type of person that gets anxiety about like throwing a little dinner party in my house. So this is like next level, you know, uh, but... Luckily, I'm not doing it alone. I have an amazing team that's working behind the scenes. So just really excited to see how this comes together. That's what you don't come across as that as a person that gets anxious at all. Oh, God, no. That's like my middle name for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, hey, so I'm going to put on this big summit and it'll be. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> the next time Janice is with us, she would have pulled all her hair out. She's she's done. Uh, what's the URL, Janice, where people can get more? So you can go to OurMoneyOurPower.co to find out everything about the itinerary, the speakers, the location, travel dates, all the FAQs, and much more. Sweet. You know what? We'll link to it again on our show notes page at StackingBenjamins.com. All right. Man, that was fun. Uh, Well, except the part about TB. (laughs) 
besides that, <laughs> it was it was pretty good. Doug, uh, take us home, man. What should we have learned today? Well, Joe, first, take some advice from our panel and get lower grocery bills by budgeting, avoiding the prepackaged stuff, and using technology. Second, in addition to finding ways to save on groceries, don't forget about looking for ways to save time at the grocery store and in your kitchen by planning your meals in advance. But the big lesson? Apparently, grazing in the produce section isn't socially acceptable. It's called taste testing, people. When did it become a crime to try before you buy? I mean, isn't that what singles bars are all about? Thanks to Janice Torres for joining us today. Be sure to check out her podcast, Yo Quiero Dinero, wherever you're listening to my melodious voice right now. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com slash I cut my own cheese. <laughs> Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2023, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. This show was written by Lacey Langford, who's also the host of The Military Money Show, with help from me, Joe, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Kevin Bailey helps us take a deeper dive into all the topics covered on each episode in our newsletter called The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just visit stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Tina Eichenberg makes the video version of this show. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude and Kate Yunkin are our social media coordinators, and Gertrude is the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. Not only should you not take advice from these nerds, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. Welcome to the after show. This is the part of the show that doesn't exist. And if you're here for money discussions or more grocery discussion, we're done with that. Uh, join us again on Monday for that, because sometimes we talk about movies. Sometimes we talk about weird news. Today, I want to talk about this. We talked a lot about saving money, but this time I want to have the kind of the opposite discussion. I know that there are some restaurants that I go to where, you know, I don't, I don't brag about the fact that I go to them, but they're like my guilty pleasure. Like, you know what? Nobody needs to know, but I'm going to this restaurant. Maybe I'll sit in a corner booth alone where nobody can see me. And I absolutely, I absolutely, uh, you know what? And while I don't maybe love it, it just, it's a place I go back to. It's like my place. <laughs> I'm wondering if you guys, if you guys have those, I'll tell you what mine is. And this is, this is really horrible, especially with the Italian in the room. Len, we like going to our Olive Garden. <laughs> like we just really, really enjoy getting the soup and salad at the Olive Garden. And sometimes every once in a while we get crazy and we get one of these made up Italian word dishes where, you know, there's people in the back throwing the crap in the microwave. Like you go in there knowing it. 
Well, you know what? I think there's a 12-step program for that, Joe, but that's okay. <laughs> to each his own, I guess, you know? Well, but you, I'm sure you've got one too. Everybody knows about your Benihana fix like you're 12 years old. I was just there yesterday again, actually, yes. But uh, I'm, I don't feel guilty. I don't feel guilty going to Benihana. Now, here's one where I do don't want anybody to catch me. I love the place. It's Taco Bell. I love it. I admit it. <laughs> that is terrible. I mean, you you give me a chalupa, <laughs> you know, a couple chalupas and a and a you know a Mexican pizza, and a, I'm good. I mean, that's just and a code red Mountain Dew. Sure. We used to, to go a lot. And then you know what happened, though? And if you're listening, anybody there at the Taco Bell district office or corporate office, please take heed here. We used to go a lot more often, uh, but you guys discontinued the green sauce and the honeybee uh, just disowned you guys once you got rid of that green sauce. <laughs> so bring the green sauce back and I will go more frequently. It's a true Taco Bell aficionado right they there. They probably do call it just green sauce also. Because <laughs> they can't really use the actual term because it's, it would be false advertising. It's like that from that Disney song, like, try the green stuff, it's delicious because nobody knows what the hell's in it. Gray. Right? Gray stuff. Oh, it's the gray stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Janice, you've got one. I do. I, I, I was going to say Taco Bell, but... You were going to say Taco Bell. <laughs> I was, but also Red Lobster. I feel like Red Lobster is like the place where my family would go when we were just like living life, right? Like the tax refund came in. We're like, yes, we're getting like extra biscuits, right? It was like the fancy, the fanciest thing you could do. You know, they they make their baked potatoes with like a salt crust. It's just so like pinkies up, bougie, but I also will never go there with anybody. (laughs) It's embarrassing, especially now that you can buy the box mix to make the biscuits. The biscuits. But they don't come good. out the same. Oh, I feel no, like they literally so? dunk them in butter at the restaurant. I feel like I just need to dump them in a tub of butter and maybe they'll taste the same. Oh, I, I think they taste almost identical. I think they're really? great. Oh, yes. I need your tips then. I actually know the reason why they usually taste different. Uh, I came back from a trip to Italy and uh, asked our local wine guy. I said, how come I get wines from your store and they taste okay. They're all right. But then I have it in Italy and that same wine is fantastic. He's like, cause you're sitting in the middle of Venice, right? <laughs> cause, you're, yeah. cause you're in Rome with a glass of wine. So the answer is Len, because Janice is sitting by the huge fish tank <laughs> with, with, a, with, with a, a dozen Kenji biscuits. Plan, right? <laughs> Not hey, my G- moment. <laughs> the Kenny G playing and the, uh, the 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 ultimate feast spread out in front of her. <laughs> hey, when you when you were in Italy, did you stop at any uh, stop at the uh, Olive Garden in Italy in any of the? <laughs> Can you put that's the only the place? The Piazza de San Marco. You can't miss it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's right, right. Would that be horrible? You're in the middle of. It's right by the Trevi Fountain. I that's saw right. it. <laughs> Just around the corner. Wouldn't that be a great oh. picture? <laughs> Hello from Italy, and you're, you get the Olive Garden in the background. <laughs> all, right, all right, I can't. Going back to Taco Bell, I can't let this moment go because one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite comedians talks about Mexican food. So we gotta we gotta do that. I used to be a waiter in a Mexican restaurant, which is kind of silly because I am Dominican, you know. And I love Mexican food. It's actually all the same ingredients, but as a waiter, you'd have to deal with those stupid questions. You know, people would be like, hey, what's, what's nachos? <laughs> nachos? That's tortilla with cheese, meat, or vegetables. Uh, what's a burrito? <laughs> tortilla with cheese, meat, or vegetables. <laughs> what's a tostada? Tortilla with cheese, meat, or vegetables. <laughs> What's a taco? Is this that hard to follow? <laughs> like it's all the same. That's great. Uh, uh, Gaffigan. Uh, OG, your restaurant of choice? Yeah. <laughs> your guilty pleasure? <laughs> French laundry. Um, right. <laughs> He sits in the court of the French Laundry. <laughs> El Pais in Spain. I don't, I, the list I don't could go on. Me. The Barnadine in New York City. I don't want anybody to see me with Thomas Keller, that loser. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a very small circle of places that we will go because I'm not very adventurous. So I do not like to be disappointed. 
And so once I have found something that I like, I refuse to try something else for fear of the fact that the other place will suck and I will be very angry the entire time. And we don't want to make OG angry. I think that's the lesson yeah. here. Don't make I OG think Culver's, angry. If I had to pick a place, like I think Culver's is a place that I don't want to be caught. Oh, that's good ice cream, man. Well, D- it's, it's Doug is terrible on, after like, Butter dripping right. down your chin. It's like you're no, just not going to feel good. Except the ice cream. But that's the okay. point. Is like I just eat the. I just. It's not ice cream. What is it? It's custard. So we'll have that. higher fat content. But like the floor is always sticky. It like you know. There's just always no. a lot of like stuff going on where I'm just like this is I such a classy no. joint. No, you're making this I up. I do not like your disparaging <laughs> comments about my Culvers. <laughs> Culvers was about to sponsor the show. OG. And now I you talked it. about the I'm sticky just saying floors. I wouldn't floors, be caught dead there. The floors are never <laughs> sticky. They're very, they're very focused on cleanliness. They're very now, friendly fair, staff. A hundred percent. Staff is great. And for us in particular, because my son has a peanut allergy, they're very accommodating to the peanut allergy, which is just, I mean, just so, it's such an amazing thing. It's hard. Most people just go, <laughs> sorry, guess you can't eat here, yeah. bruh. You know, but so they do a good job. But, but yeah, the, the food doesn't look appealing. And oh, and God, everything's so sticky, good. so I just you know so I just, good. Just eat my ice cream. I, 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 I was out west recently, and uh, I uh, I did a taste because I'm such a Culver's fanboy, and I did a taste test between an In and Out burger and a Culver's. Bur- no comparison. Culver's kicks the out of In and Out. Really? And yeah. he only no. had like four minutes between the taste tests. He had both in hand. <laughs> yeah, I was going, I was double fisting it, going back and forth. And there was no comparison. Huh. In and out's just a lot of hype, I think. They just have a really oh, solid yes. market. Okay, we got to end this awful. show before a fight breaks out. <laughs> Janice, Janice, I liked you so much, and now you got to go. Oh, man. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.